Welcome to episode four, everyone, of the Echo Chamber. This is Club Dropicana. <laughs> um, just a lovely play on, uh, was it Wham? I think you did the original, Club Dropicana. Uh, the whole point of this is it's a very, very fun start. With uh, big, big drops and big, big fun, hopefully. <laughs> So uh, from episode one, you'll know that there's a, a massive attachment to peanut butter jelly. But remix version here. Uh, me and Dave love this song. I like the uh, the rolling third beat thing. It keeps it, it yeah. gives a sense of momentum to the song. Oh. And that's how you start a set. That's genius. That's really good. That's how you. Uh, that's how you start a party set, anyway. It's like just like courageous boom at the beginning. I like the kind of siren sound that's going on. So this was about. Two and a half months into lockdown, and uh, yeah, we uh, we were all within our bubble, kind of contemplating, you know, how long is it going to be before we can start doing house parties again? And and this was this was intended to be like the the set that would be the welcome back to to partying again. There's a real sense of like optimism and. I want it. I want to party. So I had to start with the song naturally because it's such strong connotations for Dave and me. Sounds so good to the piano chords. It does, doesn't it? It's like, but it's just such a strong connotation. This song. I, we will. I will never not feel. Like warm when I listen to this song. Yeah, every time I put it in my sets, I remember the video of Warm and Fuzzy. I remember various different parties or sets we've played where like, we're playing back to back and you're, you're stepping out for drinks or whatever and I've turned around and played the song and you can see you across the room like, ah! Getting super excited, it's coming. Well, this is the Jacques Lacan remix. And just listen to this drop now. <laughs> Filthy bass! <laughs> and then I also brought in the second and third song uh, at the same time.
I like dropping two songs at once. You're like, put both fingers on the play button and you're just going BAM! And it just gets this wall of sound come in. Or you're dropping in the song that's got a slower build. It's so gratifying when they drop at the same time as well. Like. And all you can do is just like hammer up the, uh, the bass in the mid, just to try and accentuate it. So this is a remix of uh, Fisher, who I love. Some like church-like. Pretty sure I used this in a Halloween set as well once. Oh. Oh, what a good sound. Oh, filthy. 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 And this is it. This is the whole point of the entire set. It's just big, bassy drops. So you're just like, mmm. Mmm, I like that drop. And obviously a bit of video game thrown in as well. <laughs> That's just such a good sound. It's, uh, it's very Zonderling, so like a lot of these remixes were kind of Zonderling inspired or, or taken from. And like when we saw him in, in Tomorrowland, I, I, I mean, to be fair, like, I'd, I'd liked a lot of his stuff, but I am really known that much about him and he's just the coolest guy in the world like he's just I love the way he dresses I love the way he, he performs his sets and he always always just like house bass ah oh, that's his that's his formula house and bass I love listening to him he's got a signature synth as well Yeah, yeah, King of My Castle, Wamdu project, I think it was. And uh, I remember using the Wamdu project in a, you know, like during uh, during lockdown, uh, we were doing loads of, um, you know, like virtual online pub quizzes with with staff from work. So uh, like Michelle, who was uh, head of the social committee, was putting together each week these these quizzes to try and keep keep people connected. And uh, so I, I, I did a couple of music rounds on a couple of, couple of different weeks, and I, I would, ma I would mishmash the vocals of one song to the, the beat of a different song, and the, the, the quiz was that you had to guess what the two songs were. Must 
So, I had a bit of an error there. Um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't supposed to bring that track in that early. It's got a bit, I don't know, a bit rambunctious. Uh, hit it too early. So I had to phase the other one out and try and find a way around it. That's a filthy bass lead in there. To put this into context, the this song, Body Rocks, uh, I remember when it first came out and I used it when I was a drama teacher back in the day, working at a sixth form college in North London. And I used this song in uh, one of my very first plays that I put on at the school. And we did a we did a version of a Sarah Kane play. Now Sarah Kane is a, a very, very messed up uh, playwright. Some crazy, crazy things that she wrote about. So this for me is... Yeah, that big shot there, it's like, really really just brings me right back to like when I first started my teaching practice because it was like literally the first year that I was teaching that I used this song in the play and uh, uh, it was just good good solid connotations If anyone's ever read any like Sarah Kane or a bit of theatrical work, she's all about like a kind of. It's all very uh, egocentric uh, about her life and stuff, but it's, it's demonstrative uh, of, of, of like how kind of women in general are perceived. And it's just like to sort of tie it with this song, which just doesn't sound at all like a kind of a piece of feminism or anything like that. It's, for me, it's. Uh, it was a very, it's a very, very clever song, really. I love that little breakdown that comes in there with it. Yeah, so there, that, that break there was where I was supposed to bring in the next song. And I missed, I missed it. So I was like trying to 32 it to the next one. Like, nah, there's no coming back. I've missed, I've missed all three exit points of this song. I'm just gonna have to put it in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like this is it. You put in like exit point one, just in case I missed that. I put in exit point two, and then just in case. I'm
And I missed all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Kevin. <laughs> I thought I just then need to wait for the next break and I'll bring it in there. One, two, three, go. And that's exactly what yeah. anyone would do. There it was. <laughs> Bring the mid up here. It's really, um, it's really pacey. This is the thing about Zonderling. I, I, Oh yeah, there, there, there was the mix I was supposed yeah. to do about 64 <laughs> ago. <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I love about Zonderling. He's always really, really pacey. Like he, he keeps the energy up. And even now, when you've got just just the vocals with a little bit of a in the background, still got that paciness. I mean, I ran this entire set of one, two, nine. I love this. The original that's going to be on this song is so good though. This is of course, but this is this is so quarantine for me. This is And it, that's it, that's it. We're all losing our minds, we're all scared to be lonely. I don't know, that it just it just tied in well with you know, like where where I was at at the time. And then, it, and then we go into the boingy boingy <laughs> video game. I was just uh, checking the statistics on episode one, so we're recording this after, just just after the release of episode one. We've got two and three in the bag, this is four. Just checking the statistics on episode one, we've got eight people have listened to it. Which I think is because it's us a personal best. <laughs> nice. I mean, then... You sort of question yourself, like, what am I doing this for? And then, and then you realise, really, you, you, like with anything, like with all DJing, you're doing it for yourself. Like, you enjoy it when a when a crowd enjoys something. Don't get me wrong, but like, all DJing is just like this really like selfish endeavour. Like it is. Like, you do it for yourself, and you do it for the love of what you do. Like that drop right there. <laughs> it's just, it's gratifying probably only to 
very select number of people, you included, like. Thing. It's like an expression of where you're at at that time. And for me, during quarantine, this is like this is me really wanting to end quarantine and, and get back into uh, like house sets again and uh, just parties and like just try and get some semblance of normality back in my life. Like. I'm going to give this set to my gym. My gym has got the worst music ever. <laughs> so in China, they've got... <laughs> yeah, seriously. In China, they, they love uh, like stuff they can sing along to, like karaoke. And they love really, really dark, heavy thrash dance music. It's thrash dance, I think. If it's not thrash music in the it, it perfectly sums up thrash music in the like gym thrash metal in the gym no no, no I'm thinking clubs here no oh, right okay <laughs> thrash metal in the gym it's stuck in the clubs and I'm far too fast <laughs> on the treadmill like I love the, the wall of noise you're making here. You've got the you've got good bass and you've got good trebles going on. Very computer gamey. Very computer gamey. It's like uh I'm like Mario 2. It was the best Mario, but it was the weirdest Mario. Yeah. <laughs> it was like dinosaurs that spit eggs and Do you know what I mean? Like it was But it was the best Mario. Do you know what Dave mentioned in the car yesterday? When because uh, there's this thing in Egypt where people try to cross four, five, six lanes of traffic. It's like motor motorway speed, autobahn speed, and they're like trying to run across six lanes of traffic. And he's like, "Fucking hell, it's like Frogger." It's like, <laughs> perfect description of <laughs> perfect description <laughs> of people trying to run across the road in Egypt. Frogger. And what a great game that was. And this is a nice come down here. Oh, I love that tune coming in. Oh, so much. Uh, it was, uh... 
like you've got it like muffled in the background, like he's saying it into a cardboard box. Yeah. He's under the kitchen sink. Where, where is he? <laughs> where is he? Filthy bastard. Every, every time you bring that song in like that now, you can imagine Jack Jones under the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the duck, the electric duck in episode one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that song. <laughs> I was listening to do episode one the other day with, um, with like Shell and Rinker and stuff. And then the moment that came on, it was like, Oh yeah, that oh yeah, that really really ruined that song. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> it sounds like a like spanking sort of, <laughs> and you can't you can't unhear that now. It's like spanking some of ours. Are you gonna let Jones out from under the sink? Oh, here he comes. And that, that is exactly why I love Zondaling. It's that. Your video game. And then, as in episode one, I told you in episode one I would be definitely bringing this song back in because it's mine and, fa my, mine and Dave's favorite song. Thank you very much, David, for introducing me to this song many, many years ago. In my kitchen in Cairo, when we're sitting at the... the yeah, in, in New day. Cairo, yeah. just sitting in your kitchen, and then you just slam this on, you were like, oh! <laughs> Again, it was, uh, for me, it was the song that got me into house music as well, though, it really was. Oh, well, apart from the stuff you used to listen to when you were a kid, like, you know, but like modern house music with really effective bass. This is it. Listen to this now. people how we got into DJing yet? Um, well, I don't know, you got me into it really. Yeah. So I suppose the story starts with where you got into it. So we had Jen's birthday party at our place. I think it was Jen's birthday party and our friend Monique was there and she had managed to get tickets to Tomorrowland and she had 
extra ones. You know, who has extra tickets to Tomorrowland? Anyway, Jen and I decided, well, I decided to go. That one. <laughs> and I'm like, Jen, we're going to the music festival in Belgium. Uh, and I'm so glad we came because it just became like our week. So Jen and I have got two boys. They're awesome. And they're just so full on a lot of time. And, and this week that we had in 2018, away from the boys, was the first time we had been away from the boys in, well, since they were born. It was so good, came back loving the music and decided, like I'm quite musical, I grew up playing piano, and played cello, uh, bass guitar in a band, and I played around a bit with synthesizers and things. So when I came away from Toronto, I thought, I can do this, and it's just, it's math and it's music. And so I, I got Serato on my computer and, and did a bit of research about how to, to watch some YouTube videos. And, and then I got Kevin involved, because we had both been to see Armin. Who, by the way, I'd just like to interject at this point. Uh, I am, I, apart from a little bit of a period in high school where I played the drums, uh, I do not play instruments. So I'm not, I'm not musically talented. I'm not dance talented uh, in any stretch of the imagination. But when Dave introduced me to DJing, it was like, it was like it just made sense because. Um, I don't know. It was it, like you said. It was it was it was maths and music, and it was there was a there was a complexity to it, but there was a simplicity to it at the same time. And uh, I really really loved the like here right now, this bit now, right? So you, you you're layering vocals over the top of a of a cowbell. Uh, like rolling uh, drum line in the background and then you've got this like sort of bass in the in the background you got like three levels to it basically very very simple and it's like a piece of math right you know if you've got vocals here you can't mix vocals on the top you know you can't uh, do much in the upper end of things what we can do is <laughs> play some bass right there see that's it's, it's math it's literally it's a mathematic that's why I love DJing. I've never been able to play an instrument, never been able to sing. I've been in, <laughs> been in a few musicals in my life uh, as, a, as a drama student and that, that, that sort of shit. But like, this made sense to me. Uh, and that's why I love Dave for introducing me to it. I mean, he got into it for different reasons. He's always been very musically talented and stuff like, but I, I've just loved the, the precision of it, the, the order to it. And then, and when you divert from the order and you, you flip something on its head, it's intentional. It's intentionally going against the order, and that there's an order in that as well. Like I, I love that. Whereas Dave is much more intuitive than me. He's, uh, he, uh, he just has fun with things. I'm like, I approach things in the way you would expect uh, data from Star Trek to approach it. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm like Warf. So funny, like. Rah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I, 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 this is one of the reasons why I love Dave so, like, so much, is that he introduced me to it, introduced me to something that I would genuinely turn into a hobby that I love doing, and a hobby that gets me through very, very difficult times in my life. Like, I can always switch to DJing when I need it. Yeah, DJ with learning to DJ with Kev really sort of cemented our friendship. We were friends before that. We'd seen uh, Armin of the Pyramids and Ali and Fila, which was what I call our first date. Yeah, we did. We saw Armin van Buren at the at the Egyptian pyramids. Pyramids of Giza. <laughs> Fucking hell, was that good? And all of which, all of which, none of like none of my DJing. Uh, like hobbyism, like I'm not professional, not particularly good by any stretch of the imagination, but all of my love and passion that I throw into it started with Dave introducing me to it. And you know, like you can never, you can never thank someone enough for, for that kind of thing. Like it's just, it's just a gift. I love you, man. Love you too, buddy. But then also coupled with the people that you know, like Jen, Dave's partner, and uh, Monique. Monique was the first one to take us to Tomorrowland together. Like, well, I suppose she took Dave and Jen the year before, but the year that I went to Tomorrowland, uh, Monique has this thing where she, uh, <laughs> where she really enjoys um, being knowledgeable and in charge. <laughs> That's a very diplomatic so way to put it. Uh, but Can we preface this before yeah. we go further? Monique, we love you uh, too. Uh, uh, pre- uh, pre- <laughs> Monique, I absolutely love you. You're just brilliant. Uh, you're amazing. But <laughs> fucking hell, she's the most organised person in the world. Like. Giving him an opportunity to go a bit more, um, a bit faster. Some of his later tracks, his mostly recent tracks, seem to be a lot faster, and I like them a lot. I uh, I love Kesha with a passion. This is why I love to bring this song in here because. Um, I think she's got a, an incredibly unique voice and it, every time I hear this song in its original fashion I uh, I get goosebumps. Do you love her more than Nora? Um, no. Oh god no. No. Nothing could ever be more than Nora. No. 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 <laughs> no. I love her. I love her for her dancing. I love her for her dancing. I love her for her voice. I mean Nora doesn't sing or dance. Nora's. She's got a great voice, though. It's pure. You should listen to her podcast and her talking. She's got such a good voice. <laughs> yeah, but Kesha, though, she was a. 
phenomenal, phenomenal. I remember this uh, this video for this song where she was dancing down the street, like I don't know, it looked like suburb of Chicago or something. Uh, and uh, it was one camera shot from start to finish. It was like a panning camera shot that would go up and down the street, up and down alleyways and stuff. And it was all one shot though. So the timing of the dancing had to be perfect, you know? It had to be absolutely amazing. And then here, like this, this remix is just... That's, that's Gordon, Gorgon City for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Gorgon City all over. Wom, wom, wom. And like, if you ever see them perform live, they are bassy as fuck. Like, if you, you stand in front of the speakers, you're gonna, you're gonna come away with like... A chicken skeleton. <laughs> Uh, can I just highlight that um, we are on song number 11 and it's halfway into your, like half an hour into your, yeah, 24 minutes. Well, I was going to say my, my uh, quarantine one has... Your quarantine one was probably about 40 <laughs> songs by this point because you're a fucking nutter. <laughs> who really enjoys just like fucking with people's brains. Like, like I would consider this a fast, pacey set, but then when you compare it to one of yours, it's like, fast and pacey, get fucked. <laughs> this is fast and pacey. Put your tongue a minute. I think, it, I think you're setting a challenge. I remember Moon Beach back in the day when um, when two of us played together, and then like you get like half the crowd going, "Oh, I love this," and then mixing up every every sort of minute or so, and then you got other people that are like, "Oh, but I just want to just want to like enjoy a song that I like for a couple of minutes." And it's, like, it's a really hard one to balance because sometimes you want to leave a good song playing for a little bit. What I love about Zonderling that he puts over the top of his that. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Listen. And there it is from episode one Marie Davison, the award winning Soul Wax track. I bring it in here. And it doesn't get used for another four songs. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at that though. You're you are very good at that. You'll you'll tease a bit of a song. I 
and everyone goes, oh, it's coming, it's coming, and then you're like, nah, you're not getting it yet. <laughs> it's like birthday cake, but you show it to everyone at the party and then put it in the fridge for the next hour. Yeah, it's true. So um, let's, let's dedicate a little bit of time now to talk about Monique because you know she needs to be mentioned in some episode sooner or later. Go on. What can we say about Monique? What can we say about Monique and Jen? To our friends and partners who, who came to Tomorrowland with us. So I'm enjoying your, your uh, mixer. <laughs> Uh, now let's enjoy this for a second. Listen. And also, phased out in the background to a really, really low level there is uh, Work yeah. It again. And it goes really nice with those high synths. Mm. So there are literally four songs playing at once here. <laughs> You've, you've done well with the uh, with the balance. And then just lazily chopped all all three tracks into just just this one. And I was like, oh, I need to reset. Like, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you need to do that. Like, like you get you get so um, into the moment of your of your sets, and then you're like, fuck, this is just becoming a little bit too complicated and you have to just go yeah. I'm just going to I'm going to dip it right back down Anyway, we're talking about Monique. Uh, one of the things that I will always remember about Monique is her um, care package. Like she walks around to Orlando with um, and I picked up on it as well very quickly. She's got Everything people would need. Hurt your foot and your shoes, she's got plaster for it. You know. Need a bottle of water? Here's a bottle of water. <laughs> like super organized. Yeah, she was always uh she was like, well, super duper organized, like ready, ready for tomorrow land in the sense that like everything that you possibly need was uh here we are. Right, so from episode one, you'll recognize this song, and episode three. David and I are dancing right now. It's a lot more funky, isn't it? It's to that bass. It's a, it's a, I, went, I went with uh, Heldon's bass line from, I think, uh, 
I think I was using uh, Lachit, uh, Freak Lachit, which is an old Beheld Ends remix. So I think I took the bass line from that and just had it on loop underneath. Sounds good, sounds real good. And these are the really entertaining bits for a DJ. It's where you, you know, it drops down. He goes, womp, 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 and you need to cut. And you like, really, really enjoy those moments where you're like, you're in control of that uh, journey that you're taking uh, you, yeah, the crowd on. So when, uh, when Dave and I were at Sandbox in Egypt, uh, which is a, a dance music festival uh, in El Guna, which is probably like the sort of Dubai of Egypt, we, uh, <laughs> the day that this song was played, the morning of, which was the morning of the night before, if you get what I mean, uh, we were in a bit of a sorry state. So we decided to take ourselves for a massage. And uh, we were in all manner of, uh, all manner of pickles. Uh, and, uh, and then this, this massage just really, uh, it was like a, you know, like a, we got two beds in one room. Yeah, the guy was a bit perturbed that we turned up for a couple's massage. <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple's massage, just two, two fellas. And, I was absolutely genius, and then and we both just, uh, we we had our Bluetooth earphones, earphones on, just getting massaged, listening to uh, like this kind of stuff, and uh, just absolutely loved it. Was it was quite the it was quite the bizarre sensation. And then you're you know you're, like, you're sort of recovering from the day before, and like this beautiful natural treatment. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I love this song. I love everything Clapton does. Oh! I knew what it was what. I remember I was putting this set together and I messaged you... Yeah, you know, I, I was putting this set together and I reached around about the 15th song and I, I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what to do next and I remember messaging you and uh, Monique and Janet saying right, we're putting together this house set <laughs> like, can you think of a good way of ending it? and you went, Clapton, you know, you're like straight off the cuff, like, bosh, with a, like, in under a minute 
you replied with this song. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's good, 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 good call. And that's, that's the other thing about collaboration, about, you know, like not just getting people to listen to your own sets and like give their thoughts on it, but it's like in the creation of a set, it's like I will quite often, I will quite often lean towards Dave and just go, uh, so like the feel of the set is like really funky, big drops, uh, house music, complete from start to finish. What what would you what would you end with? And they'll just say I don't know, like Clapton, uh, blah blah blah, and uh, and, th- and that and this that's one of the best things about like a, a DJ partnership is that you've always got that other person to just go, nah, mate, that sounds shit. Or, oh fuck yeah, that works there. That that works there perfectly, you know. And and like if you if you're solid enough, mate, they don't. Make a blind bit of fucking difference whether it's good or not. You just see, you're just both working towards the same goal, isn't it? I, I, I love that. I love uh, the fact that we send each other shit all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know what the uh, age rating in our podcast is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I fucked it. Like, like, all the way through this should be like, fuck this. We did so well for like three episodes. <laughs> 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 Episode four was like all of a sudden. Well, no, it's music, so actually there are there are no age ratings. It's just it's parental advisory. Oh, I like that. Do you remember when you used to buy like NWA yeah. albums as a kid to be like, I'm being dead naughty. <laughs> Come over your thumb over the parent advisory. What's that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, a little victory dance there. Um, when you get a, a one bar repeat and you halve it, quarter it, and it turns out well. So like making a fruit salad. It's a, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing more gratifying than that. <laughs> That was uh, episode four of the Echo Chamber. This week we had Kevin's mix of his Club Drop Dropicana set. I love that set, and I will be listening. Like I'd forgotten how much I love it. I knew I loved it, but I hadn't listened to it for a while. I'm going to make a point of going back and listening again. I'm going to put it into my gym and ask him to play it. Um, yeah, good work, man. Well done. Yeah, I was a. Uh... It was a set that was uh, all about just trying to like recapture party. Just, just wanted people to party again, and like a desperate need during lockdown to to try and get back to some semblance of normality. It's a very Zonderling set too. Yeah, it's very Zonderlingy. Like there's loads and loads <laughs> of Zonderling remixes in there. I love him. I love him to bits.
But like, what are we gonna do for um, for episode four? Because uh, sorry, episode five. Because I don't think we're gonna be able to turn turn it around to play each other's set. I don't think we should because it like you know you don't want to play the same songs over and over again. So maybe we should save that until like episode ten or something. So yeah, I like the idea. Let's push that to nine and ten, and then for me, I know. I know. To be fair, we actually haven't previously previously discussed this, but I'm I'm thinking I would like to uh, take a set that is um, a little bit more progressive, experimental, uh, like a bit more not not as not as fun, funky. And I, I would like to take something that is like laid back. Not not laid back, uh, so it's a bit deeper. Whether okay, whether that's a possibility, because I've got uh, I've got I would a couple like of to sets that something faster, like trancy, like more Armin yeah. and uh, Alien Feeler speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Is like something a bit more trancy, because we haven't done any trance yet, uh, and I've got I I think a, a couple of sets that are a bit trancy. Maybe not as like like 138 BPM sort of Armin Van Buren type <laughs> style, but like it could potentially end that way. Mine are. <laughs> I like the sets that are, you know, like they've got that, that sort of trancy feel. Uh, ethereal feel. So maybe one of them. All right, let's give it a try. That sounds good. Sounds good. I also, so what I really appreciated this episode was <laughs> what I really like this episode is you had sent me this the track list and so I didn't have it on the screen but when the songs were coming on I'm like oh I love this tune and I and I would flick over and see what you were playing so that was good and I think I think that's a good way to go is put the track list up I'll try not to delete my Serato before then alright thanks for listening everybody we'll see you again at episode 5 yeah thanks very much guys thanks very much